Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> We're in a crazy train. With the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 1250 WSSP and 10105. <laughs> I didn't make it. 105.7 FM. Uh, the fan. The fan. And uh, Tom. Dan, uh, John, uh, that's you. <laughs> let me think. Billy, Billy, yeah, and and our know, Paul, yeah, and our special guest, yeah, is Ron, Ron, Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson, all the way from Arizona. IA. Yeah. <laughs> are you up here for? Thanks for having me again. Are you up here for tournaments? You know, I'm kind of on a break in between two events. Yeah, great. So he's uh, he's he's promoting bait mate and other products. Yeah, right? what else we got? Yeah, we'll throw it out there today. Well, you know, before we get into talking around, I got to do this real quick. You know, at the when we talk about stuff, all different kinds of things during the show. And last week, you know, there were a few things mentioned, but I usually turn off this computer at like ten to eight, five to eight, because I got to get ready to get out of here for the next show for Mike McGivern's show. Right. So some people send us emails that I we. Don't get to till today, and I'll make them real short. Uh, this email is from Jeff. He says, Dan was just talking about a small bike shop on Blue Mound in Pewaukee. What was the name and address? Uh, <laughs> Mock Rose. I think it's M-O-K-R-O-S, and it's on Blue Mound, um, right close to the intersection of Highway 164 and Blue Mound uh, near the airport there. All right. And then the other one is from our good friend uh, Tex in the big truck. He says, boy, the crazy train is on the international rails today. I think when we were talking about those fish from those pike from around the world and over in Europe, I think that's what he was referencing oh, okay. to. So. I have no idea what he's referencing. Yeah. No idea what we talked about last week. <laughs> well, anyway, so Ron... Thanks for coming in the studio. You you know you make a special trip when you're up here, and we do appreciate that. Yeah, and, and you're going to be uh, where some, somewhere today, right? Aren't you leaving here and 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, after the show, um, I'm going to head up to Cabela's in Richfield, Wisconsin today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. If any of your listeners want to get up this early, I'll be there from 10 o'clock to 2. We're going to be actually uh, talking some fishing. It's a great time to come Mm -hmm. on up if you want to, you know, share fish stories, if you want to ask me any kind of questions about different tips and techniques. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, today's a great day for all those uh, bait and bait fish attracted lovers out there. We're going to be doing some really nice giveaways uh, come on up to Cabela's and, uh, you know, you pick up any two bait meat fish attractants today. We're going to be giving away T-shirts, hats, neck buffs, you know, give you a nice little pick of uh, some prizes up there. Oh, that's that's worth people going up there for it. Definitely. Yeah, like well, just fun. meeting you, that's worth it. You know, yeah, just yeah, meeting yeah, you. Yeah, debatable, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what was that? And what, John? I don't know. What was it? A, a breast strap? What? Did you see? Well, we give away a lot of stuff, but I don't remember that being on the menu. What the hell's going on out here? List them off again. John, are you talking to the aliens again over there? Are they whispering in your ear? I'm in my own little world here. Hey. What, what did you, listen, we have some hats, some T-shirts, some neck buffs, some bait made towels. No, neck um, buffs. Neck buffs. What, neck buffs. And what did you turn that into? Neck buffs. I thought neck <laughs> He thought bust? Yeah. Oh, where's your head? Buff. B-U-F-F. Where's your, Where's his I'm mind at? Out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll have those hey, life supplies right. last today. Now, now, uh, not too long ago, uh, John Gillespie was on vacation. He came down and visited you, and you guys went bluegill fishing. You believe that? Those ain't bluegills. Come on, They're those freaks. are those are those are freak. Those are bluegills on steroids. Yeah, it is. I it, mean, I don't usually actually. To be honest, that was the first time I've ever even filmed a bluegill show. Yeah, um, you know, with anybody. I actually haven't even gone out there to do the bluegill fishing myself. Um, I had made a reference to John last year while we were up in Green Bay filming a walleye show. Mm-hmm. We got on some subject of panfish, and I had brought up uh, the fact that I do uh, bass tournaments out in Lake Havasu, which borders Arizona and California. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I'm out there bass fishing, and I'm looking down, and I, over the years I've just been seeing these monster two- to three-pound bluegills going <laughs> by, or red ears. Yeah. They're a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they're just freaks out there. So I had mentioned it to him. He didn't believe me. So I showed him a couple of pictures and he just about fell out of his boat. He goes, I got to do that trip. So he came out there and, and we were lucky enough. We had uh, a three-day trip planned. And I think the first day it was blowing 30, 40 miles an hour. We got out day two. And obviously we had Andrew Wondrock, uh, Andy Wondrock from uh, mm-hmm. Baymate as well with us. Right. And I was a little nervous. You know, they travel all the way to Arizona to film this you show. better get some gills. Oh, man. And uh, I was looking at the forecast, and it wasn't real pretty, but we ended up shooting a show on day two from, like, mm-hmm. you know, John, I don't, John's not an early guy, so he want, I want to start at, you know, crack of dawn. He wants to start at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so uh, we did, though. We did 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Yeah. We, sh- we filmed that show, and even I was impressed with uh, the size. And we ran across, obviously, as everybody saw, the mother load of, of uh, bluegills. Yeah. Kind of a really big school moving through a protected area, and and it was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. And you guys would catch a ten inch and say, "Oh, that's just a baby." <laughs> well, you know, Wisconsin standards, yeah. you know, uh, it's a monster. It is, yeah. yeah. And the growing season down there is so long, and it's such a fertile area. And um, I, I can't tell you the overwhelming response we have received from that show from all the people from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Minnesota that are calling me and calling the Arizona fishing guides, wanting to come on out and do this trip in April. Um, but th- you know they're really going from April till about June, early June. Yeah, are they spawning? We'll it out. A lot of them are spawning, but were you, you know, sight fishing for them? Uh, there was a few of them we were sight fishing for, but a lot of them, you know, we would actually just use uh, 
um, you know, either live bait or uh, some bait mate products sprayed with the bait mate, throw it on out there, let it sit on the bottom, and these bluegills would just come on up and doom, suck it in. And uh, like a know, little jig or something. Yeah, we're using a quarter ounce jig tip with uh, with a crawler, you know, a full crawler, or, <laughs> and um, it, it was awesome. I mean, I, I honestly never seen anything like that myself, so I was I was pretty excited. I'll bet know. the mini mites would work. Oh, you'd good. have to use the Mini Mike 2 or 3 for those, the little bit bigger Mini Mike. You don't need anything Mini for those things. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. We're lipping them, yeah. like, them like bass. Yeah. They make a bigger size Mini Mike, Yeah, Tom? they make a number. There's an original Mini Mike, and then there's a number 2 and number 3. Oh, so mm-hmm. the ones you've been, that I, I've Yeah, been we used... talk about is the original. The, the original. It's a, like an inch and a half. How yeah. big are the bigger ones then? Then uh, the number 2 is like a 2-incher, okay. but it's a little bit bigger in diameter. Okay. And a number 3 is... Uh, I think that's about a three three incher, and it's a lot bigger in diameter. Okay, because I was talking to a guy who was, I believe he's from uh, Washington Island. Mm-hmm. We were talking about smallmouth fishing up there, and I believe he said his brother's up there fishing right now. Uh, but he said one of the secret lures for the smallmouth there, mini mites. Oh, it's amazing how many how many bass we catch by accident. Yeah, on a mini mite. You know, because, you know, Ron, a lot of times when my boys and I are out fishing, we'll fish for bass. All right, now we want to fish for something to take home and eat for crappies and bluegills, right? So we start pitching out the mini mite. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of days when the biggest bass is caught on the stupid mini mite that's only that big. It's only like little thing, you know? Yeah. It's it's amazing. Well, I, I, I remember the stories when I was here. You always, and you hear this all the time, you know, yeah. you hear these guys catching, you know, 50 inch muskies while they're crappie fishing, and you hear these crazy stories. Yeah, every now and, and, and then. And you wonder how the heck they got them in, but. Um, very often people are catching in a different species than what they're fishing for mm-hmm. by downsizing. And, you know, I, I don't know if that comes with the pressure of the fisheries or it's I don't just know. such I a subtle it, it, uh, You know what I kind of liken it to? It's kind of like, you know, after you have a big meal and then you, as you pay and you're walking out, you know, by the register, they, they got that little tray of the little mints, you know, mm-hmm. those little like mints. Right. You pretend they're mini back, mites? And you, and you just <laughs> grab one or two and throw them in your mouth. No big, you know what I mean? And maybe it's like that to a fish, you know? A little snack you know, food. You know what they have to you know what they'd have to do is just put uh, five cents each, and th- those might those uh, M- the mints the mints would stay there all the time. Tom would Tom wouldn't touch them if they were <laughs> they said a penny a piece. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, years ago I watched one of the uh, in fisherman videos about ice fishing for pike, and uh, I don't know if it was Stangy or Dahlberg. Or, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Stangy, uh, who said he always likes to have one tip up with a smaller bait. Kind of of that mm-hmm. same theory you were talking yeah. about that maybe you know they're not really wolfing down heavy, but that little morsel right yeah. there they might. Well, you might know, take. you know, it's kind of funny, Ron. Then we're speaking with Ron Johnson, pro bass fisherman from Arizona. What's kind of funny is now we've seen you with Gillespie fishing walleyes, and you're a pro bass guy. We've seen you fishing with Gillespie for bluegills, and you're a pro bass guy. Now you're going to be going out with Gillespie on Lake Michigan for salmon and trout. Monday. And right. you're a pro bass guide. Is he ever? Are you ever going to take him bass fishing? <laughs> you know, I, I asked him that yesterday. I says, you know, you, so you have me fishing for everything but what yeah. I specialize yeah. in. I don't know. I'm hoping one of these. I, days. I think it's, it's. We were talking about that a while back, and and it was just so funny, you know. You know, that'll be the day we go out fishing. I can't catch a darn thing. <laughs> you know, and and for people listening, you know what what Ron just said is true of any angler in for any species of fish. It almost, you know, it's especially you know, let's say with bass fishing, it's like you can 
you can find fish on every lake all the time and whatever, but all of a sudden that one day comes up, and it's like the fish are swimming away from your lures. As they're flying through the water, they're swimming away. Nothing will bite. You know, maybe the little schmieglers will, you know, the little guys, but none of those decent fish will bite, and, and you, you, you go around scratching your head. And I think that's an attraction to fishing that we all have. It's that you never have them totally figured out because when you think you do, you're wrong. Absolutely. It's you humbling. Can't, you can't think like a fish because they don't think. No. It's you know? a sport you, I, I think you can't perfect because there is that other X factor of yeah. another, you know, living, breathing creature on the other end that has a mind of its own. And when it's not feeding, it's not feeding. But yeah. It, ju- it just happens. You and just have to be the fish. Yeah. No, 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 Yeah. Say, listen, folks, we're going to go to a quick break. But if you have any questions for Ron Johnson, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. If you're bashful, a little shy, you can email us live here at uh, ceoguys at yahoo.com. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. The jump and rubs. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, Welcome, Welcome back to the Big Bay Fish Attractive Studios. And during the break, <laughs> Ron is talking about a new product, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to be using. And then, oh, Tom said there was a product years ago similar called <laughs> jump and rub. And I, I was made a mistake. It was chum and rub, not chub oh, and rub. I'll tell you, the old chub and rub, nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. But tell us a little bit about I'd this new I'd get a chub pro- and yeah. then I'd get a rub. Um, tell us a little bit about the new cool. product. Yeah, Dan, what you know about it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, here I got it. What do you know? It's called the uh, Bite Stick Max, okay? A little better name than chub and rub. <laughs> Bite Stick Max with scale fleck. And here's the thing I like. About it. I was out with Ron. We were kind of screwing around in my boat, Pewaukee, the hey, other day. Keep it clean. You go from chub and rub to that. All right. What the hell's yeah. going so, on out here? Anyway, I've got the spray kind of garlic stuff, and I sprayed that on one of the hard baits. And I've always <laughs> thought, well, you put that on one of the crankbaits and you throw it in the water, it's just going to wash off. That's always. But this, this, it's kind of like a uh, chapstick type yeah, thing. Right. And you it's put stay it on. Longer. Yeah, you put it on. And uh, it's time-released, where you say it, like, dissolves in the water, and it's got a little scale flex. So when I was out trolling with my crankbaits for muskies the other day, I've got spots, especially where the hooks kind of wear, and there's, yeah. like, a uh, the place where there's no paint on the lure. Right. That's where I would put this bite stick, uh, bite stick max on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually a phenomenal product. We came out with it last year. Uh, you can find it at most of the major retailers now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you're using the actual pump sprays by Baitmate, uh, which obviously I religiously use not only guiding but for tournaments, uh, and actually it was a really big factor with uh, my placement here at Oneida Lake in, in, in New York. But this bite stick, it's an oval-sized chapstick, fits in your pocket, and a lot of guys like the convenience of it because they have it right there. 
And uh, the consistency of it is, is is such where you can rub it on any of the hard baits, as Dan just said. And uh, I use it for, so here's some of the applications. I, I obviously don't live here and do a lot of the trolling, but it's great on musky baits. It's great for these guys who are in the Great Lakes that are trolling, you know, spoons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for those guys who are trolling plugs or crankbaits. Trolling for, for walleye, yes. Yeah, yeah. And what you do is it, it's clear, but it rubs on. It's got a great consistency. But here's the thing. It doesn't repel the water like a lot of the previous ones that have been mm-hmm. in existence or have tried to tap this market before. It actually is time release and dissolves. And I and I'm a, obviously always been a big believer. Even if you didn't have the bite stick, I still would spray my crankbaits and things mm-hmm. fresh out of the package. You get that factory scent off or any negative smells we transfer on with our hands. Mm-hmm. Because when that fish gets behind, and we've all seen videos probably even on YouTube where you'll find fish that'll follow a bait and they'll nose it all the way in. We all see the musky follows and then they veer off for whatever reason or another. They get close and something's not quite right, so they're not aggressive enough and mm-hmm. they're not taking the bait. This here will leave that scent trail, and you only need to reapply it, and it will dissolve over time. Um, but you only need to reapply it, you know, every so often. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they get behind, they get that scent trail. You know they're going to get a hold of it. And the other thing is, is when you throw that bait, if you change baits, um, you throw that back in with your other baits. It does. It's not sticky. It's not tacky. It doesn't get all over your carpet and on your bait. So it's it's just a phenomenal. The, the only danger well, I can the only danger I can see with this here, Ron, is if you have a few too many beers and you get this mixed up with your chapstick <laughs> and you put the, <laughs> you put the <laughs> stick in the and there's sparkles. Did, did you it's notice? Your, yeah, that, that nice scale. What what are those flecks on your lips, John? Right. right. <laughs> well, there, there's two th- two good things about it. one is it's oval, so you hopefully you don't get it confused. But if you do. I always joke around and say, if you do put this on, it'll definitely keep you from licking them. Yeah, well, oh yeah, that's okay. You know, uh, is it is it poisonous? Let me look. No, real quick. okay. It, highly encouraged for human consumption. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put it on your cornflakes yeah. in the morning. Yeah. You can. Hey, I got a question for you, Ron. Uh, last month, I, I was telling the guys about something that I had read where uh, I think it's Kevin Van Dam. He He's got this unit that makes that sends a sound in the water. You know about these things? Yeah, the hydrowave. Yeah, yes. hydrowave. And he says he doesn't fish without it. What do you think about those? You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> I, I personally don't have it yet, but I, I've been watching and seeing. Um, here's the thing. It's kind of uh, I think you're better off with it than without it. You know, I do believe that when fish are in a frenzy and they are, you know, you have different set, uh, different settings on mm-hmm. that and you can create, you know, uh, bait fish sounds of, you know, fish are frantic trying to get away from a schooling fish. You know, for example, if bass have got a bunch of shad or bait mm-hmm. fish rounded up and they start feeding, uh, apparently, you know, these bait fish will emit some kind of distress signal and it gets fish fired up. So he does. Uh, and a lot of guys I know will run those hydrowaves all day long. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, you know, I, I sometimes ask people, well, I don't know if I believe in, in adding sense. There's no well, negative to, yeah, there's to coming a, to it, it. It's just one extra thing you put in your, in, yeah. you know, that that's a plus. Is this some expensive side. electronic thing? Tom? Yeah, it's an it's an electronic thing. Yeah. It doesn't end, Dan. There's yeah. a gadget every year. And yeah. So you so you and, put it down in the water and, and then, on a cord or something, and oh, then yeah. you and, emits the and sound. you turn the dial to yeah. shad frenzy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. musky belching, Shine. yeah. I've, yeah. a, I've actually even seen a new product last year that came out. I think it was last year or the year before at ICAST now where they have um, – actually, Aquaview has a little screen now that mounts on your deck, and there's a little camera that mounts on your trolling motor and shoots down. So you can actually – you know, if you're in shallow enough water, you can actually see what's down there. 
Oh, crazy. Geez. I haven't That's gotten crazy. to that yet. That's crazy. Next thing you'll have like a well, big big screen, <laughs> big screen TV on your boat. Well, I'm not going to argue with uh, KVD because I think he's cashed a check in like 86 percent of the tournaments he's fished in. So it's hard no, to argue man, with him, eh? You, you know, <laughs> you know, even even his com- next closest competitor or, or all his competitors, they marvel at him. I mean, he is. Yeah. You know, he, he hadn't won a major uh, elite series event in a, you know almost five years, mm-hmm. and people thought, oh, he's done. You know, and he comes back and boom, boom, wins two of them in a row. Yeah, uh, he he is, you know. Even Denny Brower's coming yeah. back, and he's he, you know he's an older guy. He's been out there a long time. Yeah, and you know the the thing you is know? with all the new technology yeah. and all the new lures and, and everything. You know, everybody thinks the the new stuff. You know, they they move on from the old tried and true baits that you know have been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, a lot of these guys they're just simple, man. They go out and they throw worms and jigs and yeah. they stay with the things that have always worked. And they're still kicking some butt out there. Yeah, they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long time. Um, there was another thing I wanted to bring up. Now, you know, we talk about you know hot water, cold water up here, but now down in Arizona, you get water temperatures that got to hit the nineties. Yeah, the surface does. Yeah, hit the 90s. surface hit nineties. Mm-hmm. Now, are you looking for like like someone in those backwater creek areas? Are you looking for moving water that's bringing in dissolved oxygen in that really hot water? Or does it doesn't it have to have that? No, you know summertime <clears throat> patterns around the country. Uh, anywhere you find, you know, fresh water, cooler water running in is typically going to, uh, as you said, have a higher oxygen content, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it usually will attract bait fish too. And uh, fish will migrate or use those as feeding areas. So you know, in Arizona and a lot of the reservoirs uh, or just lakes in general, as you travel around and you start to get to the dog days of summer. Um, you know, when that water starts getting into the 80s or upper 70s, you know, fish, that's not an area where they want to spend most of their day. So they're going to seek refuge, usually to deeper water, mm-hmm. uh, shade. You know, that's why, uh, especially when I'm up here in the summertime, I'll look for docks, I'll look for lily pads, I'll look for areas that offer shade, not only to offer a few degrees uh, a temperature relief for the fish, but typically that's where you're also going to find bait fish. And mm-hmm. uh, they can use those shade and, and other things as ambush points for feeding mm-hmm. when they need to. Okay. Good stuff, huh? <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, you travel around the country and you see a lot of different conditions. You know, I mean, so many different conditions that, you know, it, it's like, you, do you get time to like practice on these things? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, I usually try to get a good four or five days of practice on a new body of water. You know, most of the events that we have on on the larger series, uh, especially like some of the Bass Masters or FLW mm-hmm. outdoors, you know, they have these on impoundments that are from 30,000 acres up yeah, to the size huge. of Lake Erie and the Great Lakes. And we yeah. have a very minimal time to to show up, figure it out, dial it in, and try to compete with, you know, some of the local guides and some of the people that live in that area that know it inside out. So uh, when I went to Oneida, I was hoping to get four or five days of practice, but due to some mechanical issues, and I think I told you guys I blew the diesel up on, my, on one of my vehicles. So oh, I, no. I, I got to uh, Oneida with about a day and a half of practice. Now, where is Oneida located? Si- New just York? outside Syracuse, New York. Okay. Yeah, long drive from Phoenix. You, uh, when you get to a new <laughs> new body of water, do you ever try and uh, get any information from locals oh. at bait shops or anything? Do you ever try and you know? Uh, yeah, you do. There isn't a pro out there. I don't think that's gonna you know. Now, granted, when you get to the elite series or the FLW tour, they have a thirty days off limits most of the time. You cannot receive information. Yeah, you that, cannot solicit information. If you do, you get disqualified. But that just the, I, this just happened to a guy really yeah. recently. So yeah. you can't. 
You know, you yes, can, you I, I, I'm not going to mention his name, but yeah, yeah. he uh, he ended up having to take a, a lie detector test and supposedly had, even if you overheard, if you and I were sitting here yeah. and right. you said, hey, you know, you didn't know me from Adam and you saw me pull up to a boat ramp. If you walked up to me and go, hey, go over here and try this cove. And if you met, I, I can't go fish that cove now because you being innocent, you know, not knowing any different, just you thought you were being helpful as somebody who's a bass fanatic yeah, and a fan yeah. you you wanted to point me in the right direction you go hey go out there and throw this bait over in this area i have to avoid that area now like the plague you just actually yeah. you just screwed me well, you can't <laughs> hang around the lake at all or talk to anybody <laughs> no it's you like, really can't you almost no. got to put headphones on listen to music and walk around yeah, you know like right. you're one of the kids zoning yeah. out otherwise I, you get you know good couple i guess days of practice, i guess so. this one guy he he just walked on the dock and and i don't know if it was a brother-in-law or a friend of his pulled up in their boat to say hi but his rods were out with the different lures on them that he had been using. And that was one of the things that they said, well, you shouldn't have been looking at those lures. That was giving you inside information. Well, how can you, I mean. I'll give you some inside information. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, we got to, listen, <laughs> we'll we got to go to a break. plug right where. Yeah. We got to go to a break. Our special guest in the studio is Ron Johnson from Arizona, pro bass angler. If you got any questions for Ron, 799-1250 is the phone number. Coming up next is the Gut Report. Stay tuned for more with John, Dan, Tom, Billy on the boards, and, of course, our special guest, Ron Johnson. We'll be right back with more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mart Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, I made something the other day, folks, that I was just a hankering for, Danny. Just You're a hankering. I was a hankering for it. This is what you do. Oh, this is so good. If I'm, I don't know. Some people might like it. Some people might not. You get a, a fresh French baguette. Now, that's different than French bread. A baguette. It's a baguette. Different. A baguette. Yes, you got to get a baguette. And you cut it in about half-inch slices. Then you take some good olive oil and dipping spices, if you want. You put it in there. And then you brush this on the baguette. Then you take a piece of fresh mozzarella. It's got to be the fresh mozzarella. A little piece of that goes on top. Then some chopped uh, 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 basil. And then if you really want, you can put one little strip of anchovy on it. Okay, that's optional. I'm telling you, man, that is just so good. It is just so good. I mean, like I said, it might be for some, might not be for all, but... Maybe a little chub and rub on there will a make little it even chub better. Rub would, uh, would you hurt this for my girlfriend? Wouldn't hurt. She's been trying what? to get me to eat that for years. Really? It's very yeah. good. A baguette? No, it, it really it's a, is. It's a very Italian thing. <laughs> yes, it's an Italian thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, some of my friends, they're out there. Never heard of chub and rub is Italian? No. <laughs> some of my friends, you know, their noses Sounds are. Irish to me. They're, they're, I got that for her. Hey, some of my friends, their noses are bent. Like, <laughs> you know, what, you know, all my Italian friends. Anyway, uh, well, actually, I should say my uh, Sicilian friends. It's Different than. What do you mean their noses yeah, are bent? Uh, it's just a joke. Oh, they know? got them broke? Yeah, no. He's genius, eh? It's just a joke. Anyway. Like rough them up in the alley. But no, you, you try that. I mean, it's real basic uh, baguette, bread, olive oil, uh, mozzarella, fresh mozzarella, basil, and if you want that anchovy on top. Man, it, it is good, and uh, I, I I thank those guys for teaching me some new things. But anyway, the gut report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com.
Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! I bet your fat bastard knows about chub and rub. <laughs> you know, I didn't know they had a cooking with Tom Newbauer segment. And you guys yeah, do that's it all the here. Gut, oh, yeah. the gut report. Tom yeah, comes up with things I've never heard of. Like, a, I'd never heard the word baguette before. <laughs> now I learned a new word. No, I, See, I, that's I, being cultured. Yes. Cultured. Danny, cultured. I'm yes. trying to be well, cultured. Cool. Well, you see, the thing is, Ron, that, and, and by the way, I got to let remind people. I want to be cultured. I want to remind people I that. I want to be Ron, a sodbuster forever. Ron Johnson is our in studio guest. He's a Bass Pro from Arizona, originally from Wisconsin, though. And, uh, yeah. Ron, why don't you tell us? You had a big finish. We kind of alluded to it yeah, earlier. Tell us a little bit. It. You were telling me about how you got the tournament. You got to go two days, and then you qualify. Right? And then the yeah. final day, it's the top 12. Run by how you did there. Yeah. You know, I did pretty good. Uh, as I said before, we, we just got off the Bassmaster up at Lake Oneida. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of listeners, I'm sure, that do follow this. I, I met a few oh, yeah. of them yesterday at far, uh, Fleet Farm and mm-hmm. uh, Mills Fleet Farm. And, uh, you know, they, they follow and know how the structure of these tournaments work. And it's pretty awesome. But anytime you can make a top 12 out of 200 anglers, you know, it, it gives you a sense of, you know, accomplishment because you're going against the best guys in this business. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I went up to uh, Syracuse this week, we had uh, we had anglers from the Bassmaster Elite Series and the FLW Tour because, ironically, the week before both of those tours were you know an hour away, east and west of this this event. So all these guys jumped into the event. And I looked at that. I looked at the. <laughs> I looked at the guys that were going to be there, and I thought, oh man, you know this is a this is a star-studded event here. I mean, obviously the likes of Iconelli and Ishman Row and a lot of the, the staple names we have mm-hmm. that have been there a lot. And uh, I don't have a lot of experience out in Oneida. So with my limited practice, you know, I definitely was hoping I'd run in and figure something out quickly. And as you said, you know, we show up in a body of water and conditions constantly change. Yeah. So when I showed up there, you know, I made some of the right decisions and I found two really good schools of smallmouth. And uh, I had a great day one. I uh, went from, you know, out of 200 guys, I was sitting in 47th. So one more pound, though, and I'd have been in the top 15. That's yeah. how tight of a yeah. race this yeah, was. Sure. It really was. And uh, predominantly smallmouth, you know, dominated that event. Day two, I went out and uh, I had 16 pounds, 13 ounces, and moved all the way up into, uh, when I weighed in, I was in second place, but I didn't know that that was going to hold. So I was in the top uh, top 12 after day one, which was awesome, going into day two, and I felt really good about it, and it gave me uh, an opportunity, or I look at it as an opportunity of making the Bassmaster Classic, which anybody who follows fishing knows that's like the Super Bowl of our sport. Right, I mean, right. everybody dies to have an opportunity to get there, and it was right, right there, and uh, I was so excited to get out on day three because I, I really had the fish, and I lost two, four, four-and-a-half-pounders right at the mm. boat um, mm. on day two. So I thought, man, all I got to do is get on out there, catch these fish, and uh, I could come in with a 20-pound bag and make a berth to the Classic. But, you know, weather would have it. As you talked about the changing conditions, I went from having fishable water to six-foot waves, and it was a struggle just to even hold my boat, and, and I, I attempted for about 30, 40 minutes to hit both of the, the mother load schools that I knew were out there, and uh, I just had to scramble around uh, for a limit that day. But, yeah, you know what? Um, I moved up a few places, finished in eighth, and it was a, it was an overall great experience. You know, I, uh, it was an awesome event. So I, I'm obviously very excited and happy about it. Looking forward to the next one, which is going to be in mm. Richmond, Virginia, here next month in, uh, in Virginia. Yeah. What, what was your uh, bait of choice up there for the Smallies? You know, I did something a little different that not no nobody I knew up there even thought of, and uh, it was a black hair jig. Um, I was using a quarter-ounce marabou jig, but I was taking a three-inch stick bait, like a little Senko, and I would pinch about a half an inch off of it, and then I would kind of just thread it on, 
Mm-hmm. And what that did is I was making long casts. Now, Lake Oneida, and, and this is something, obviously, I'm going to try up here in Green Bay this week. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Hopefully, Dan and I will have uh, some adventures there up go. there. There you go. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I am going to, you make a super long cast, six-pound test line. Uh, especially wow, you're clear, using light line. Yeah, you yeah. know, you get in clear water. Uh, one is when you're using something really light, a uh, lighter line, yeah, you know, you, is going to allow it to fall yeah, more naturally. Right, and right. I didn't want those fish to see it. So I was using a fluorocarbon with an all-black quarter ounce marabou jig tip with the three inch sinko and it not only helped to change the rate of fall um but it also you know i think the profile uh mm-hmm. really was something that what color was the worm black everything was oh, everything out. was black everything was black and there was a big mayfly hatch going on up there too Ooh. and i actually saw these smallies coming up and nipping these mayflies and up mm-hmm. there they're like you know they're two inches long they're oh, huge wow. mayflies <laughs> okay and when i had caught a few smallmouth and they were regurgitating the actual mayflies uh you know i started thinking uh, um you know, what else I could use that, that didn't really quite fit what everybody else was doing. Because everybody was drop shotting. It was no secret. Mm-hmm. You look at anybody's deck, we all had the same stuff. It was a matter yeah, of finding yeah. the right fish. So I found that one extra thing. And uh, I I wouldn't squirt the marabou, but I squirted just the uh, the plastic tail with the Baitmate Classic Bass. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is I'd make those long casts, and they'd either grab it on the fall or when it hit the bottom, um, I would just give it one or two hops, let it sit there, and the big smallmouth that would see it, you know, because the water was clear. If they were within 10, 15 feet of that thing, they would come on over, go on down, suck that thing in, but you'd never, ever once would feel the actual bite. Really? It would just be, it would just feel mushy and heavy because they would suck that thing in. And, and mm-hmm. unlike a lot of smallmouth who are so aggressive, you'll, you'll feel them just hit it and go. Mm-hmm. For some reason. You wouldn't feel a tick or anything? Never, Nothing. never. It's, it's so odd. I tell you, you know, you fish smallmouth all around the country, and it's, you know, you think a bass is a bass is a bass, but for whatever reason, it, up there at Oneida, they'll they will come in. A four pounder will grab that thing. You'll never even know he's there. You just lift up. And they you just think assume the bait and and then not move away with it. They, they don't. Just, they just sit. They, they just suck it right, right in and just sit there. And you lift up and you think, man, did I hook a weed? A little yeah, weight. did I yeah. get a weed? <laughs> yeah. Set. yeah, but that's what the advantage to using that uh, attractant on the tail helped me is because they would grab a hold of that and every single one of them I had would have that thing choked down. They wouldn't spit it back out. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I would pull and I'd think, I, you know, you'd think you were in a weed and then you'd realize... You know, obviously, very quickly. It How wasn't. deep of water were you fishing? I was only fishing thirteen to fifteen feet of water, and it was real mm-hmm. clear. And it was, and they really you'd make a long cast. Yes, and I was fishing about two hundred yards from an actual any kind of structure. There was a big hump uh, from a big spawning bay, but I was actually out on on a relatively just a tapered flat. And this school, for whatever reason, was there. There was I found a little bit of a shell bed area, and that's where they were hanging out. Hmm. Well, listen, we got to go Great. to a quick break. Ron Johnson from Arizona, Bass Pro Guide, originally from Wisconsin, is our special guest. And we're going to just take a couple minutes out, pay a few bills, and we'll be back with more. 799-1250 is the phone number, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to Debate Made Fish Attractant Studios. This is the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. And now, with no further ado, we have the Hornswoggle segment. 
And I've got a real good deal for you, Mr. Douglas. Yeah. Uh, the Hornswoggle segment is coming up. So we we forgot to announce it before the break. Yeah, we that was frequent, my fault. Yeah, blame Tom yeah, over blame, here. Blame me. That was my fault. He's over there playing with his chub and rub. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 799-1250 is the number. Oh. And here are some synonyms for Hornswoggle, guys. <clears throat> uh, bamboozle. Deceive. Dupe. I've been duped. Fool. Snow. I've been snowed. Yeah. Swindle. Tricked. Like, there's another one, uh, I, I, but it's, I'd have to censor it. I can't, but it's not on the list. B- BS? <laughs> that, that's the one B- I was B- thinking. BS? Yep. Well, listen, 799-1250 is the phone number. We needed a contestant, and you're going to win some really nice prizes from uh, Baitmate, uh, Fish Attractants, and uh, Coleman Insect Repellents. Yes, you'll get a great Prize yes. package. And I have got the list of names of the people who have called in the last couple months. If you have called and were a contestant, let's say in the last month and a half, don't call. We, we need new blood. Yeah, Ron's laughing over there. We, or, we just, need, or just lie. We need lie. new blood. Yeah, or just lie. Yeah, yeah use like a different John name. Yeah, who, use a fake name. Who say, called last uh, week? Your name's Leon. What, what, we haven't had a Leon Astro call lately. Or, um, two? Merle. It, it, we haven't Tom. had a Merle. Astro Tom called last week. Or, uh, if Tex was driving in his truck, he could call. 799-1250. If wh- you know anything about the great outdoors, yeah. you're going to get three questions. And all you got to do is what, Danny? So you can be correct two out of three times. Yeah, two out of yeah. three. That's all it takes. Oh, by the way, we got another email. Loved it when Dan did the Green Acres impersonation last week. You guys cracked me up. Keep up the good work from Mark. Okay. Thank you, Mark. So, all right. Seven nine nine twelve fifty, and of course, what else? Any other CEO, no CEO guys at yahoo.com If you want to email us live, so anyway, oh, it looks like we got a caller calling in, and uh, what? No, if you don't respond when I say something, you're not going to get on the air. Why? What did you he say? Did. Did. I, I asked him his name, asked yeah. where he's from, and he didn't say anything. Silence. Really. Well, maybe. Oh, you, you got another guy up. calling. Oh, okay. Maybe, right. maybe, this will maybe be his the cell guy. phone was ringing. Maybe this is the right. Hey, speaking one. of, you know, I was out fishing with 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 a guy. His cell phone rings. Right. Oh. He, he's just throwing the at long cast, musky casting. Takes two cranks of the handle. Okay, and his phone rings, sets the rod down, and takes the call. This makes me crazy. Yes. Pick up. That's what voicemails for. You're in the middle of a cast. You don't just stop. Do you when you're driving down the road? You just all of a sudden get a phone call. Just let go of the wheel and just start talking. <laughs> Come on, man. So if he's listening, he all knows right. he's the, who he is. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't even know he all did right. it. We have a contestant. Who is Jim it? in Greenfield? Probably does. All right, Jim in Greenfield. <laughs> okay, Jim in Greenfield. Good morning, Jim. Jim in Greenfield. Oh, we got an echo here. Okay, <laughs> thanks for playing. Uh, you know how this works. If I'm um, pulling your leg, it's a horn schwaggle. If I speak as truth, it's a no no horn schwaggle. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, poop. <laughs> purple. What? Uh, what the hell's going on yeah. out here? Let's start out real. Hey, you know what? I'm huh. sitting here looking across at Dan Bush now, and I understand why he's fumbling. I don't even know how you read what that, what that says. Well, I, well, I, I just it looks like it. it's in some kind of. Well, I write it in raised Sanskrit. Like, I, like, I write it in raised ink, kind of so I, I read it like Braille. I, I rub my <laughs> fingers across yeah. it. Right. Okay. Okay, Jim, here you go. Uh, invasive species. <laughs> invasive species. Uh, purple uh, loose strife. 
the invasive species uh, came into the North America in the 1800s and originated on the East Coast. East Orange, Coast of what? Of our of the U.S. Oh, what what do you mean East <laughs> East Coast of what? Costa Rica. I mean what? What are you talking about? Uh, not not Hornswoggle. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's purple, purple loosestrife. I thought it had gotten here like. You don't know what that is? That's the kind of purple stuff that grows by the cattails and the Along cattail the marshes. Yeah, Along the highways, it, yeah, you it's, see it, it all it's, over. It's yeah. an innate, go, look at cattail marshes, Ron, and you look at those purple stuff in between. That's it. That came from Europe. Yeah. Well, that didn't just get wow. dropped in here from Fond du Lac, I don't even man. have to travel abroad to see this you, kind of you're stuff. You're going to see it, and you're going you're gonna to think, I heard it from Bushy yeah. on the show. Okay, good. Well, you're one for one. You had me hornswoggle. <clears throat> yep. Okay, blackberries. This is the blackberry season. And they are delicious and nutritious, but birds will not eat blackberries. Hornswoggle, no hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, yes. There's over 100 species of birds that will eat blackberries. All right. Now you just got to stay on hold, Jim, while... uh uh, oh boy, I'm having His name's Billy yeah, back I there, know. Tom. Well, I was, I was thinking of the, the last name. Ron's over here. Sure he was. Yeah, no. Billy B over there on the boards. That's Billy on the boards. He's going to get your name and address off the air, and then Danny's going to email that to the fine people who will send you out the bait mate fish attractant stuff and the Coleman insect repellents, all right? And then you're going to write his name down, too? You know, why don't so you, that you can threaten him next week and go, I've got your names written yep, down. I've already got it don't written you, down. Why don't you guys just wear name tags in here? All right. What, three of Thanks, you? Thanks, Jim. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. And, and stay on hold, Jim. Gentlemen, have, gentlemen, have a nice day. Thank All you, right. too. Thank you. Okay, what was that? What what was Ron that, Ron? says we ought to wear name tags in here. <laughs> no, that's but, for John. But for John. <laughs> but for but John. We'd, have to, we'd have to put a spell our names backwards because John sees everything in reverse. <laughs> he thought John was here. He, he have, was talking in third I'd have, person. I'd have NAD across my chest. Yeah. yeah. It's Dan. Tom would call me Nad. Nad. Call <laughs> oh, you Mott. Mott. <laughs> you look like kind of a Motley guy. I am a Motley guy. Motley crew. I'm All a right. Motley guy. All right. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left, and Ron Johnson is our special guest. And Ron, oh, Ron, I, I noticed I looked out. You got your beautiful, fancy boat. But what happened to the truck that was all decked out with the baitmate stuff and all that? Tales of wool from the road. Yeah, I know yeah. you. I know you said yeah. you blew up your engine on the other truck, so that means you had to get rid of the whole truck. Yeah, I was actually uh, last really? month. I was up in the California Delta, just outside of San Francisco, fishing an FLW event, and uh, uh, I had some issues with a. Uh, I had a big wave, uh, you know, from a cruise ship, and ended up. Uh, essentially taking care of all my bearings and bushings and all my hydraulic fluid went on on day two so i didn't have a stellar day two so i was already bummed out put the boat up on the trailer heading back down to phoenix and all about a you know 15 hour drive get in the mountains just as i started to ascend in the mountain passes my engine my truck started shaking black smoke where i blew the diesel engine so i had to scramble to get a new truck get the boat fixed and uh that was the other reason why i didn't get out to uh get the amount of practice I needed for Oneida. Yeah. But, hey, you know, maybe that's the deal. Maybe I just ought to show up and yeah. fish and go with what, what, what the lake gives me. Yeah. It seemed to work out pretty good, right? No, you gotta. You still have to have this new truck put all the decals on it, the right? Rack. All the, yeah. the baitmate stuff. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we just ran out of time. I mean, I literally got that truck put back together. Uh, anybody who's, you know, obviously up at Cabela's today will see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got the truck put together. It's a beautiful truck. But, yeah, no wrap on it till October, November. We'll get yeah. a rewrap. Well, I know why you got with He's cool styling. colors. That... 
boat in tr- the matching truck last year. Yeah. I took a picture of that. Yeah. Awesome. It is, it is sharp. Really cool looking. It is. And actually, that is, uh, I can't take the credit for that. I kind of helped out with the, the, the design of the truck and boat. Um, but, you know, it, they, made, they, got a pre- they got the pretty cool colors. All I did was take their colors. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time. For Billy Schmid, with your update here on 105.7 FM, the fans, stay tuned for Hour 2 of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with special guest Dan, excuse me, I almost called you Dan, your, your brother. Name tags again, Don, I told you. Ron <laughs> Johnson, and uh, you are listening to John Nor. and Danny and me, N-O-R. Tommy, and of course, Billy B, here he is. I blacked out, I don't know what happened. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.